You're listening to the Professional Brotherhood Podcast, because when the alarm sounds, nobody cares if you're career or volunteer. Hey everybody, it's Kara with Professional Brotherhood bringing you a little mutual aid episode this morning. It is the beginning of Fire Prevention Week across the country and I know that everybody just instantly pictured a Dalmatian in a turnout coat. (laughs) But what I really want to talk about more today is an expansion of what Fire Prevention Week means for us as firemen and how community risk reduction is really the unseen grab. You know, I think that all of us to some extent in the fire service got into it hoping to um, help others and, you know, growing up either in the firehouse and seeing the camaraderie and the rush to get on the engine or get on the truck and go to a call. And then, of course, being exposed to um, movies and TV and seeing uh, those great shots of somebody coming down the ladder with a baby in their hands. You know, all of that is a driving force to what we all do and what we want to do for our communities. The reality of the situation, of course, as we all know, if you've been in the fire service for any length of time, is that those grabs are fortunately for the public few and far between Um, and the actual way that we are going to be able to save the most life and and um, promote the most life safety in our communities is by prevention and education so that unseen grab is a term that i kind of started to uh, use when i talk about fire prevention especially to other firemen and what it means is the stories that we never hear about. So this is going to be the kiddo that saw smoke in the kitchen and heard the smoke alarm go off and immediately knew what to do and went out to the family meeting place and everybody got out. Maybe that was just a little fire that didn't make the news that day, right? It just was a room and contents or just a cooking surface fire and it was extinguished quickly and nobody was hurt. So we're never going to hear about it. But we don't look at the reverse side of that. If that child and family did not know about a fire escape plan, if they did not know about a meeting place, if they hadn't rehearsed what to do in case the smoke alarm went off, the outcome could have been very, very different. We all have, uh, we all assume a huge amount of risk when we become firemen and we are aware of it and we recognize it. And to some extent, we're very proud of it. You know, that's, that's what gets the juices flowing and makes us want to do what we do. But the truth of the matter is, is that every time that we are entering a building for a structure fire, or if we are trying to have to rescue somebody to get them out, we are putting ourselves at risk uh, for injury and for putting ourselves out of service for any length of time. That is particularly scary right now when, whether you're a career or volunteer, you're very short-staffed. We do not have the numbers of people going into the fire service that uh, we used to. Mid, uh, on top of that, there is a greater need for fire and EMS personnel across the country. Again, whether it's paid or volunteer service, those numbers are dwindling and the resources are very taxed. So one way we can help is to be as aggressive with our preventative uh, firefighting as we are with our tactics on scene. Um, I 
wholeheartedly believe that we need to be aggressive as firemen. Uh, we need to be going in. We need to be doing search every time, regardless of, of what we're told. Uh, we need to have aggressive and well-practiced tactics. Um, however, I do think that one area that we can greatly improve on is our fire prevention and community risk reduction. I think that often this week in particular is focused on young children. And I think that that is vitally important. Um, but I don't know about you, but growing up, I thought that stop, drop, and roll and my clothes catching on fire uh, was going to be a huge problem <laughs> in my daily life. And it certainly isn't the case. So I think that we need to look at branching out uh, of that mold and see where else are we falling short on educating the public. If you spend any time on social media or uh, watch any like reels or TikTok videos, you will see that the general public does not know very much about fire safety and what to do in an emergency, which is frankly quite scary, especially when, again, our resources are so tapped. So how can we help them learn things that they need to know? Uh, in my experience, going out in the community and teaching, I'm always surprised to learn that people really do not take smoke alarms seriously. Um, they are viewed as a nuisance. A lot of times they will dismantle them or uh, incapacitate them because they don't want to hear the beeping. Um, and they don't have an awareness that with today's modern construction and all of the stuff that we have in our homes, you only have about two to three minutes to escape. The reason for that we all know is because those high heat toxic gases and fumes are causing inhalation burns and inhalation injuries that incapacitate the victim before they're able to get out because they were not alerted soon enough. A quick conversation with anyone in the community will show that they do not know that. We know that, but they don't know that. The other thing that people don't know about is to close the door when they're sleeping um, or when they leave their homes, close all their bedroom doors, close off those uh, separate areas of the house to prevent fire spread. A lot of times people think that either it doesn't make a difference or they just have a preference to sleep with the door open or leave the doors open for whatever reason. And there's obviously a ton of great videos and um uh, educational resources on uh, YouTube that will show the public, this is what a room looks like when the door's been shut during a fire. This is what the room looks like when the door's been left open during a fire. And, you know, little things like that um, added to your presentations or shown at your open houses can really have an, a, a profound impact on how people view fire prevention and fire safety. The other thing that I think that people really fall short on is not practicing an escape drill in their home. Many people assume that they will wake up or be alerted to the fire with or without a smoke alarm, which we all know is not the case. Many people believe that they will um, be able to just get up, gather younger children, gather their pets, and just get out quickly and safely, and that is also not the case. When we're going on calls, even if it's just an alarm call, false alarm call, or EMS call, really need to be looking around uh, at the home and seeing what potential dangers are there. And we can even use some of those calls to provide education while we're there on what um, maybe can be done to make the home safer. Um, for example, if you're in a home that has a lot of clutter and you notice that all, almost all of the exits are blocked with stuff, 
you can't get to the door, you can't get to the windows quickly, things like that, that's a great time to talk to the homeowner and say, hey, you know, I know we're not here for this today, but I did notice that um, a lot of your exit routes are not easily accessible. That might be something that you wanna consider in the event of an emergency. We also have people that are um, older that are staying in their homes longer and longer. They're not necessarily going to assisted living. They're trying to stay in their homes for a longer period of time. So when we're going out to their calls, how can we help them looking around their home find uh, easy ways to mitigate some of the danger to them and the danger to us, right? Because if we have to go in there and try to get out a person who is not able to help us move their body, that puts a lot of danger and stress on us as firemen. And that is our job and that's what we're supposed to do. But why wouldn't we want to make that job a little bit safer for all of our brothers and sisters when we're doing it? And why would we not want to educate our public on fire safety and fire prevention? That's really should be a large part of our scope and practice as firefighters. Um, because of the reduced staffing and the long waits for EMS response in particular, uh, a lot of the um, uh, onus is putting back on firemen, whether you have an a ambulance in your, um, in your station or not. So those calls are a great time to do mini fire prevention education sessions with, with the folks obviously provided that you know they're stable and they're but we do know we go on an awful lot of calls where you could have a quick conversation um because you're already there so you might as well talk to them about it you know ask them if they have uh carbon monoxide alarms in their home are they installed properly are they in working order you know can we help them find resources to get smoke alarms and CO alarms if they don't have them? Are they in a rental property where codes enforcement needs to be notified that um, the alarms are not up to code? Those are all things that we should be doing uh, on all of these runs to uh, ensure public safety. That's really you know, the crux of what our job is. These unseen grabs, that, that elderly person that heard their CO alarm go off and called for help before they were incapacitated, that's a save. That's a save for us. It might not make the news. It might not be the sexiest save that we ever did, but it's a save and it's really important. You know, I think that that, um, that lack of a aggressive education is kind of universal. And um, I think that sometimes fire prevention is met with the eye roll and the like, oh, here we go. We gotta, you know, this is a have to kind of thing for once a year, but if you do a little bit of it daily, you're going to have an amazingly broad impact on the safety of your community that, um, while going unnoticed, is, is very, very, very valuable. I think that in the fire service, we have the instinct to be reactive, right? That's what we're taught. If this, then this, right? If this happens, then we do this. If this happens, then we do this. And we try to plan for all of those reactions, which obviously uh, you can't plan for every reaction. You can't plan for every case. You just have to have good instinct. You have to be aggressive and you have to be well-practiced in all of your skills. I think that fire prevention is just another skill that can you can gain education, practice, and, um, and be successful at it if you work at it a little bit. Uh, I think that 
Um, you can expand your education and knowledge. There's a lot of wonderful community partners that you can work with, uh, such as teachers, such as your local burn center, um, some of your, any of your public health or Department of Health programs that are available out there. You can tag on to some of those. So you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Like what's already going on in your community? Are there already community community events that are going on that you could have a presence at and give some fire prevention education and talk about escape plans and talk about how to reduce risk. You know, uh, we don't have to reinvent the wheel. We don't have to overschedule ourselves. We can partner with other community organizations to share the load of this really important um, task. I think that we need to look uh, outside of why we are doing fire prevention to also look at what it's doing for us as a um, as a professional job, right? Whether you're getting paid for it or not, we don't have enough people in the world that are interested in going into uh, firefighting and EMS work right now. And the more that we are out in the public sharing our knowledge and talking about our skill sets, that's good for the fire service, right? If they are saying, hey, I, I talked to you know so-and-so from the fire service and they're sharing that with somebody else uh, later on that day, that person, it might ignite a spark in them to wanna know more and maybe they haven't ever thought about it as a career. I think if we are going out to um, schools and talking to kids, we should not be only talking to the elementary age kids. We should really be talking to the junior high and high school students who are starting to get ideas about careers and maybe want to know more. You know, um, I'm a big proponent of college is not the only choice, right? So this is a wonderful opportunity for us as firemen to go out and uh, talk to students who are looking at careers to tell them this is what we do. You know, this is the kind of stuff we do. It's not just. Uh, you know, all burning buildings and, you know, going, you know, balls to the wall 100% of the time. We also participate in education. We also participate in um, events in our community to teach people how to stay safe. And that's super, super important. Um, you know, I think that as a fire service, uh, we have to honor the tradition and the past. I think it's extremely important and valuable. We need to hold on to the history of why we do what we do and how we do it. But I think in addition to that, we have to evolve with what our needs are. And right now our needs are, you know, we need more people. We need more people that are interested. We need more people that are active. And we need to reduce uh, risk in the community so that our citizens are safer. That's our job as firemen. So when you're thinking about Fire Prevention Week this week, and maybe you're doing some local events, you know, obviously it's it's definitely the fun stuff to do, the open houses and go to the elementary schools, and maybe you have a you know you got your Proby and the Sparky the Fire Dog costume out there, and I I think all of that is super valuable and super important. But take a minute to kind of reevaluate your program and look to see what areas in your community you might be missing. Um, because making that unseen grab is vitally important to your community. 
those people that learned those skills of self-escape from you, those people that learned, you know, how to use a fire extinguisher because you taught them and they were able to save themselves from a devastating burn injury or able to save their home from extreme damage, that might not make the news, but it's happening on a daily basis because of our impact on our community. So don't discount it. Uh, don't think that it's not important. Don't think that you're not saving lives with fire prevention because you definitely are. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Professional Brotherhood. We look forward to chatting with you more. We have some great new episodes coming up soon, so stay tuned for that. And just remember that when the bell sounds, nobody cares if you're a career or a volunteer.